Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching this video from or wherever you're listening to this podcast from. Uh, my name is Shola Deshaki, and I'm the lead coach and founder of the Smart Stewards and the Smart Investment Club. I have um, one of our coaches here, Maya Walusoji, who is the founder of Power to Know. And in this episode, we would like to bring your way some wisdom for 2021. What are some of the things to look forward to in the year? How can you prepare your finances ahead of 2021? What are some of the things you can do in 2021? I hope we'll have uh, an amazing time discussing some of these things today. Hi, Mayowa, how are you doing? Good morning, Kochi. How are you, ma'am? And good morning, everyone, everywhere, where you might be in the world, morning, afternoon, evening. It's good to be on here again. Awesome, awesome. So, Mayowa, 2020 has been such an interesting year, right? Short of saying something negative. Um, all around the world, it has been so many things happening at the same time, you know, from the pandemic uh, to the lockdown, and of course, to our new interest in, um, in, in the world of virtual meetings, virtual working and all of that. Um, I like that quote that says that for some people in difficulties, they see opportunities, right? While some people see um, difficulties in every opportunity, it's a mindset thing. So, I mean, 2020 has been very funny and, you know, a whole lot of emotions here and there. As the year comes to an end, as people would usually do, it's usually a good time to start to plan for the new year, set financial goals, you know, family goals, business goals, career goals, and all of that. Uh, for this conversation, we'll be talking about finances. But again, you see, I have read a couple of tweets, tweets sorry, and um, posts here and there where people have been saying, that you are even alive is enough. Forget about setting goals for 2021. You know, whilst I agree that um, we should not necessarily focus on what we have uh, accomplished in 2020 so far, I believe that going into the new year, we must necessarily plan and set goals irrespective of what our experiences have been. So what do you think? You know, talking about finances and, you know, getting ready for the new year, what's your thoughts about setting goals vis-a-vis -vis what we have seen in 2020 and what do you think the financial outlook of 2021 would look like? Thanks, Kochi. To be honest, the, the, the honest truth there is nobody can tell. Just because 2020 was, you know, it threw the ball in the world, a curveball. The world never saw it coming. As advanced as we were in terms of almost every area, Nobody saw what happened in 2021. There were no predictions that was even close to that. However, as much as we are grateful we are alive, in every, in every, um, in every problem, there is always an opportunity. Do you know that the, world, um, the world's top, I think, top five or top seven, eight, nine billionaires, they raked in in excess of 300 billion to their existing worth during the pandemic. In this same pandemic, Jeff Bezos blew everybody away, blew the 200 million, uh, 200 billion ban. And it was just three days ago, he offloaded 3 billion of his, uh, what's it called, his shares. My question is, what has he got in mind? 
And I think the number one thing people should do in 2021 there is, when it comes to finance, number one, invest in your financial literacy. This is not, we're entering a decade where about to set your emergency funds in place. And what is that? You need to make sure you have a buffer of three to six months of your expenses in your um, emergency fund. Gone are the days of, okay, I could just have one month. If you, if you had one month emergency fund, COVID wiped that away because we were on for almost seven months. So you need to build that buffer again. And while you're building that, you need to build your, I, I wouldn't tell people to rush into investments now because if you rush into investments now, a lot of people are gonna get burned. But it is as much as possible, number one, build your emergency fund back. Because if you had it, most, most chances is you have dipped your hand into it. If you've not dipped your hand into it, then you're in a good place financially. But for most of us, we would have dipped into our emergency fund in one way or the other. Number two is build your financial knowledge, financial literacy. Yesterday on, on, on Smart Stewards, um, somebody posted something, this company, NIO, as much as I try to keep abreast of, the, of what's happening around, I never heard of the company. Immediately I saw that post that their shares went from $4 to $42 in the space of three years. I went to research them and I realized they are the equivalent of Tesla in China. China has over 1 billion population. That is a big, that is a big country. You need to know what is happening. Then I realized how blind I was to what is happening in the Chinese market. That showed me there is a vulnerability in my knowledge and acquisition of knowledge and what I don't know. You know, so it's all about you knowing what are your blind spots in terms of your financial literacy and plugging those, shedding lights on them. Invest in yourself. Wow, awesome, awesome. Yes, I saw that post and I, you know, kind of generated a, a, an interest in that company. I am also reading up on what they have been up to. So um, you have touched on emergency funds. You have touched on financial literacy and knowledge. You have touched on, you know, identifying your blind spots and working on them. Now, let me ask, um, in terms of setting goals, uh, I like the fact that you said, I mean, let's not even talk about investments right now. I mean, let's deal with the basic things, with the fundamental things that should help you, um, you know, make good use or maximize your finances for next year. As an individual, what goals would you set for yourself for 2021 in terms of your finances? Let me ask you. My goals are actually the long-term goals. They are naturally not driven. Um, my, 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 my goal, they are in decades. It's, uh, it's with myself and my wife, we've planned the next 10, well, we've planned probably the next 20, 30 years, then we brought it down to the next 10 years. So within the next 10 years, we know exactly where we want to be. As much as COVID happened, we're not getting distracted. It's a roller coaster, basically, a lot of investments. And when you get into the roller coaster, Warren Buffett used that analogy and I love it. He said, oh, actually, no, it's Dave Ramsey. Why people get hurt is because when you get on a roller coaster and it goes all the way down, they jump. And when you jump, you get hurt. Is you being able to know that eventually the roller coaster will still get to a point where it stop where I can either get down or I can continue on the journey. So it's keeping your eyes fixed on what is that strategic goal. We have our strategic objective in terms of where we want to be. And in the next 10 years, we're, we're very particular of where we need it to be. 
we now broke down into chunks in terms of, okay, this is where we needed to be in 2020. At the end of 2020, we'll sit down and say, okay, are we there? Looking at it, we're not far off. We're, we're going to make a little bit of tweak to what 2021 is, should be. And that would be, number one, there is, you know, strip out all the excesses, which we didn't know was there, which COVID told us was there. Number two, there is put a, a little bit more buffer in some areas. And it's, I, I would advise people as much as to think, when you think long-term, when something like COVID happens, it does not take your eye off the ball because you know you're in, you're, you're in this for a long run. It's, it's, it's a marathon. Like you, I, you, I think you said that was in a, yesterday in a call I, was, I wasn't with you. It is a marathon, it's not a sprint. If it's a sprint, then you quickly react and say, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this. However, it's a marathon. And as much as 2021, you need to set your goals. The, the, the question there is, are your goals aligned to what your long-term goals are eventually? Because if there's no alignment between both, you just end up, um, you know, you just end up aiming at different targets. At the end of the day, there is no strategic win at the end of it. So if you're very clear where you know you want to be in 10 years, where you want to be in 20 years, as much as what's happened is happened and what next year would be, it just gives you, it allows you to just tweak it a little bit because every year you should tweak, your plan should not be completely fixed because the world we live in is not fixed. You react, but you don't overreact because you know, okay, fine, we're a little bit off course, but because we know eventually this is where we still need to be, what we're doing is working. And if it's working, it might be delayed. It means we don't need to change much about it. So we're very clear about that. So our goal still remains the same, probably change a little bit of moving percentages of in terms of allocation here and there a little bit. But at the, at the end of the day, if the long-term goal is still very much fixed because we exactly, we're very, very clear about what that 10-year goal is. So we're just in second year of the 10-year goal, which is a long way to go. So we're still, we're still on plan now in terms awesome. of that. Um, so for those who are wondering, you know, how they can set goals, somebody's wondering, oh, 10-year goal. <laughs> I like to tell people that you can, you know, divide or categorize your goals, your financial goals into three uh, major areas or major categories. You have your short-term goals, things that you would like to achieve within a year, right? Uh, so zero to 12 months. Mid-term goals will be things you would like to do between one to three or five years. And long-term goals will be things that you like to do from five you know, into seven or um, maybe 10 years or more or longer. Now, what happens and why sometimes we are not successful with our goals is that um, we want to achieve in such a short while our long-term goals, right? We want to achieve our mid-term goals within five, five months or within six months. And then some other times, goals that are meant to be short-term, we keep pushing them you know, to long-term and to mid-term. So you see two categories. You want to achieve your mid to long-term goals in, in a year. And sometimes you procrastinate so much that you are pushing your short-term goals, you know, into the mid-term range or the long-term range. So for everybody who is watching this as you plan for 2021, I think one of the things you need to do, you know, as a matter of urgency, is to be able to categorize your goals, right? What are the things I would like to do in the next one year? Maybe I want to buy a car 
apply or I want to go for my master's, that could be a short or midterm goal. Or maybe I want to relocate, that could be a midterm goal or a short-term goal if you have started the process already. You might want to build a house that might be a midterm goal. Maybe your child is going off to uni in like two years, that's a midterm goal. So write out all your desires, right? And then beside them put, this is short-term, this is midterm, and this is long-term. If you do not break them down like that, you're likely to, to burn out. You know, you're trying to be like, my friend just bought a house. I'm, I, I should buy a house. Right now, I should buy my own house. And if you look at your current financial situation, you know that you are not ready or you are not able to buy a house right now, even if you get a mortgage, because, I mean, you are not even able to meet up with the monthly um, obligations. So uh, don't put yourself under pressure, right? Uh, just break down your goals into those categories and then work hard at, you know, trying to achieve them. So for me, for 2021, what I would advise our listeners to do is, first of all, categorize your goals, right? Short, mid, and long-term. That's for me, number one. When we're talking earlier on, Myra, you mentioned emergency funds. That's one thing we need to set aside for 2021 as well. Now, if there's anything 2020 has taught us, right? It has taught us the importance of having emergency funds. And, you know, like Dave Ramsey says, you should have two types of emergency funds. The starter emergency funds, which should be about $1,000. But I tell people, depending on where you are in the world, uh, if you're in Nigeria, $1,000 is about right now 470,000 Naira. That might be a lot. But uh, depending on your peculiar circumstances, your family size, you know, emergency funds could be, I tell people sometimes it could be 100K because, uh, you know, telling people to set aside 470K as emergency funds might not be feasible. Some people don't even have a portfolio of, of half a million yet, you know, but just set aside something that would be for strictly emergencies. And like I like to say, Ashwabi is not emergency. Gift is not emergency. School fees is not emergency. House rent is not emergency. Emergency is strictly emergencies, okay? And then the fully funded emergency fund, according to the Ramsey, is saving aside three to six months of your cost of living per month. I mean, for those who have lost their job in 2020, you would agree that, yes, it is necessary. But sometimes, even three to six months, what of your cost of living is not enough any longer. For example, in Nigeria, where I live, the cost of goods and services have gone so much, you know, high, like times three of what it used to be. We are dealing with devaluation. We are dealing with a whole lot at the same time. So I would say if you can put aside whilst working nine to 12 months worth of your cost of living, right? And what is cost of living? Cost of necessities, groceries, school fees, and a whole lot more. Things that you necessarily must pay for whether you're working or not. Okay, so emergency funds, for, for the starter emergency fund, something decent, decent, depending on your family size, maybe 100K, 200K, 300K, and then fully funded emergency funds. So for me, have goals, right? Set aside emergency funds. Amaya, you did mention the importance of financial literacy. One of the things I would encourage our listeners uh, to do for next year, and which I'll be doing myself, is to embrace financial literacy much more than ever before. 
I want to learn. I want to read books. I think uh, today I packed a couple of new books because I went through my 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 um my bookshelf at home and I realized there were a lot more books that I have not even read. So I put two in my in my bag. Hold on, let me see if I can show you some of them. Right. Okay, these are old books, but they are books that you know I bought in time past, which I've not read. Uh, so this month, actually, I'm going to be reading The Great Investment by uh, T.D. Jakes on Faith, Family, and Finance. Very old book. And I'm going to be reading this book, Financial Relief for Single Parents, because at the Smart Stewards also next year, we will be catering a lot for financial, uh, for, for parent, single parents, you know, who are having to bear the burdens of their finances all by themselves. Okay, so I want to read more. I want to attend more courses. Right now, I have invested quite a lot, lot of money into a course. I have some other courses I'm running. Again, we have to also be careful about just, you know, reading, reading, reading without applying some of those things. Uh, as the Holy Book says, it is not the hearer that is blessed, but the doer. Okay, so as much as we read and read and read and learn and learn and do courses, we must pay attention to our learning metabolism, right? Our learning energy, our learning zeal. Empowering. So yes, I call it the learning empowering. Yeah, right, the E stands for energy, yeah. M, metabolism, and P, pace, right? O is for, I can't even remember now. <laughs> we'll put it on the, on, on the uh, caption, caption, right? Yeah. So we must, we must understand that it is not enough to learn or to acquire knowledge. We must, not be, we must not become knowledge constipated. We must put these things to work. So from my end, those are the three things I'm going to emphasize on. Your goals, emergency funds, then literacy. Now, when you have all of these three things, as, as the dynamics of the year plays out or play out, then you will be able to say, okay, this is the right investment. Because when 2020 started in Nigeria, we didn't expect that treasury bills rates would fall. We didn't expect a devaluation, right? We didn't expect some of the things that are happening. I think it was this year that the price of oil dipped as well. You know, so each year with, with the different dynamics and economic, you know, occurrences and issues. But when you are well educated, when you have the knowledge, you will be able to take the right action per time. You will be able to say, you know what, I'm switching from fixed income securities. I am doing more of equity. So, you know, so knowledge is important. And I think the final thing for me uh, for next year will be collaboration. Okay. And finding yourself in the right things. You need to have, you know, money cycles, circles of people that, you know, would help you achieve your goals. You must be talking with financially intelligent people. Okay, I'm not saying you have to be the most intelligent or the least intelligent, but please surround yourself with people that can help you achieve your goals. My ears are always like, when somebody tells me something new, I write it down, I go check it out, I research, I read, I ask questions, right? Um, like I've said before, I think in one of our podcasts, that I've always had this bias for uh, digital currencies and cryptocurrencies. And People ask me all the time, coach, what do you think? I'll be like, hey, Warren Buffett says, if you cannot draw it out on paper, don't go for it. Now, I think I want to learn. I want, even if I'm not ready to invest, 
I want to understand. I want to be able to draw it out, draw it out on paper so that I can probably, you know, lead people in the way to go and just understand what is happening so that we are not just caught up in whatever happens in one or two or three years. So I want to move with the right set of people, right? And of course, within the Smart Investment Club, we have a lot of intelligent people from currently 17 countries. So that is a place you want to be at right now and for next year. And we are, of course, doing a whole lot of amazing things. So summarily, uh, Mara, before I round up uh, and hand over to you, for me, I will look at my goals, right? We adjust, we tweak, we strategize, short, long, and midterm goals, right? I will, um, I will look at uh, my emergency funds again, right? I will read more and then I will surround myself with good people, basically. So what are your final words? First, I'll duplicate yours. <laughs> <laughs> But it's because it's it once it's it's your goals are very important. If you don't have a target to shoot at anything, if you don't know where you're going, you you anywhere will do. So you being clear about your like you said your short term, your mid term, your long term goal, it's very important. That emergency fund, it's three months is no longer enough. It's it's it, 2020 taught us how big corporations were working so close to the margin. You know, because how could just lack of work for two, three months, it's thrown a lot of companies in trouble. That tells you they were cutting so close and operating so close to the margin. So as much as it's a lesson for individuals, it's a lesson for business owners. As much as you're operating business, you will know your business depends on finance. Always understand 2020 told the us don't walk close to that margin. You know, always leave that buffer there. And it's once you get your, your you've got your long-term goals, like you said, you've got your, I've got my working towards the emergency fund. To me, um, I love, I'm a, um, I don't know what to call it. I love knowledge. Any opportunity I see, any information I see, I grab it, I squeeze as much as, because one of the things which Warren Buffett talks about is he spends almost five to six hours every day reading. And it caused something, he said there's something called the cumulative effect of knowledge. You don't know it's happening. It is when you begin to make decisions much later, that is when, that's, that is when it pays the dividend. Because when, when you have that, if you, applic, application is the most important thing. But if there is no acquisition and comprehension, there can be no application because you cannot apply what you don't know. So application is a lot easier when there is when you've sourced the phone, the information, you have it, you you've you you understand it, you've comprehended it, it becomes a part of you. That's why I I always go for that knowledge. Eventually, that knowledge, your decision to apply it will be a lot easier once it's 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 become part of you. Because when you're in the right circle, like in, in Smart Investment Club. There's always one, there won't be two days where someone would not drop a financial nugget. Like yesterday, I was, when I saw that, you know, that post, immediately I went online. I started researching about the company and I was like, wow, I missed this one. Because imagine people who got in just when it was $5, now it's $42. If you've put a sizable funds there, it's it's payday. Take that out. I'm not, I'm not telling people to go into, into trading shares and things like that. 
it's just the value of information and even the right circle. You know, by default, if you're someone who has that passion for knowledge, you will get more out of it. And once you do those things, it's just a matter of certain, it's it keep, uh, then also because of Nigeria, I advise people don't keep so much your funds in the local currency. As much as possible, put your phone in a stable currency. I wouldn't advise any currency, but if it's possible, don't leave a big chunk of your liquid cash in the local currency. Just like you said, ma'am, I was, at, was it not two, three days ago, I was having a discussion with, with, with a banker in Nigeria, and we're talking about investments. And, and I was telling him, I said, Do you know something that if you look at the charts, if two years ago, if we both had a million, and I just changed my million to dollars, and I just put in my dumb account, and I did nothing. And you go away with your million, we got at the same time, and you work with it, you invested with it, and you make probably 40% or 30% of, of return on it, you work so hard. By the time you've got whatever you get, let's say you get 1.4, 1.5. If you change it back to dollar as of today, I've still got more dollar than you do. Right. So what, what's that telling you? You've worked so hard with your money, you've invested, you've done this, you've done that. So it just tells you the dynamics of knowledge of sometimes just, just making the right decision of, of knowing, okay, this currency is not stable. And we saw that the indication was written on the wall for, for the Naira. You know, we saw it about, and there was a time you were an advocate for that. You were saying, go and invest in, for, in dollars, just make sure you do dollar mutual fund. You, you, you were an advocate for like two years about it. But look at it now. So it's being able to, you have the knowledge, be in the right circle, and then eventually begin to apply. Don't rush application. Begin to apply to the level of your knowledge. And once you do that, then you, you, you cannot take God out of it. To me, you know, I can't take God out of it. It's also, you know, stay close to God because the, the trajectory of the world is kind of funny. It's, it's unpredictable. We... We're getting some grounds now that it's not just about taking care of the physical and um, it's, 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 it's being able to switch to that spiritual dimension as well and get that balance right. That would be my advice, man. Thank you so much. This has been very, very insightful. Uh, I'm glad that we are on the same page in terms of, you know, what to do for next year. So until we come away again with some very interesting topic. Keep winning with your finances and God bless. God bless you all. Thank you.